0: You know what cheers me up? What? Rolled-up aces over kings.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls.
2: The House
1: of Cards.
2: Today, the game is different. With author and professional poker player,
1: Ashley Adams. Okay, we have some skill.
3: Hello, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. Welcome to House of Cards. We have got a great show today. First, Mike Caro, who is known as the mad genius of poker. I've always just thought of him as the genius of poker. We're going to talk to him about his long and storied career as a player and a writer. And then we're going to talk to one of the editors at Poker News. We're going to talk to one of their editors, a guy named Martin Harris, and I think you really enjoy our interview with him. And then, of course, we'll have a mailbag segment. My favorite segment, the mailbag segment, when I'm joined in studio by my producer, Dave Weishaddle. So stay tuned. We will be right back.
2: You want some more excitement in your life? Sign up at TropicanaCasino.com with promo code RADIO and you'll get up to $100 real cash back. Plus, for a limited time, $10 in free bonus money to play with. Enjoy slot and casino games like Wheel of Fortune, Cleopatra, Monopoly, Blackjack, and much more. Play on desktop or mobile device with our iOS and Android apps. Must be 21 and over and located in New Jersey. New patrons only. $10 minimum deposit and wager required to qualify for $100 real cash back. Bonus money must be played through one time before withdrawal. Rules and dates apply. Hamming problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLE. You're listening to The House of Cards.
3: The way I see it, poker's like some kind of cosmic metaphor. It's like even though the cards fall in a random order that you can't possibly predict, you can still beat them. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. This is Ashley. You're listening to House of Cards. And as promised, we are very, very fortunate to have the man I consider to be the leading light in poker theory and practice. He's, um, oh, I don't know, he's been the lead writer for publications four or five times. He's written 800 or more articles. He's written uh, more books than I can count. He's been my inspiration. His name is Mike Caro. He's with us now. Mike, are you there?
5: I am Ashley. This is the mad genius of poker, Mike Carroll, and I'm here with my guest today, Ashley Adams.
3: No, no, today you are my guest.
5: Oh, okay. Okay. I have that corrected <laughs> in my head already.
3: I know you're used to being the host. Uh, why don't you, oh, uh, if you could just tell some of the listeners who may not be as familiar with you as I am and as they should be, what your roots are in poker. How did you get started, long though your career has been it was started somewhere? How did you get started?
5: Well, we can blame that on the great legendary Doyle Brunson. Because when Doyle Brunson had won two back-to-back world championships at the World Series of Poker, he was talked into doing a book called Super System, A Course in Power Poker. And he chose me as the best draw poker player in the world and also chose me to do the statistics in the back of his book, which were the first 50 tables or so, which uh, definitively definitively defined uh, what what accurate odds were and uh, back then I was one of those people who d- had done a lot of research but didn't want to share my secrets I just didn't want to I so he brought me into the world kicking and screaming and then immediately I saw that you know poker needed to be treated like Oh, chess or bridge or something is a serious game of intellect. And uh, the response I got from those chapters in Doyle Brunson's book were so overwhelming that I kind of uh, strayed from my guarded secrets mode and started sharing everything and uh, basically uh, treating poker as the great game that it is and not just some kind of game of luck or, uh, you know, where where it was being dwarfed by chess or, or, or bridge or something as an right. intellectual game. Poker is an intellectual game, and that's been my lifelong pursuit.
3: And you have pursued it rigorously. I, I wonder sometimes, Mike, looking back on your storied career, and we're talking 40, 45 years since that book was first published by Doyle, um, Do you have any regrets? Do you think, you know, if I had to do it again, I don't think I'd share? Or are you happy that you shared?
5: No, I'm very happy that I've shared. And I hope I've uh, added to the contribution of uh, poker becoming a mainstream, uh, serious endeavor rather than just some dark room, dusty, smoke-filled adventure into darkness. So I hope hope I've contributed to having that happen. By the way, your math is off, Ashley. Okay. It's only been, I think, uh, 37 years since Super System was published, not
3: 45. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. I don't want to add years needlessly. It was somewhere in the, for me at least, the dark ages of poker before it came out of the closet that it was published and really contributed to having it come out of the closet. But I thought I read somewhere, Mike, when you were looking back over things that you used to do in the world of poker, that sharing all the information that you've shared is something that at least you had some mixed feelings about because you made the game tougher.
5: It made the game easier, actually, because when legitimate information came out that popularized people trying. So there were, Uh, a group of players who played better, for sure. But there were also a group of players who now thought of poker in a different light, and they bought books, and they put them on their shelves, and they thought (laughs) that the act of putting the books on their shelves gave them power. And so a phenomenal thing happened is that there were more and more people who thought they were serious poker players who
3: really weren't. That's right. It's kind of like, I remember when I was a kid, Mike, I grew up on Long Island, New York, And the local bike store had a promotion that they were going to give away spoke wrenches. And everybody thought, isn't that generous? They're a new business. They're trying to ingratiate themselves. They weren't doing that at all. By giving out spoke wrenches to all the kids in the neighborhood who then tried to true their own wheels, the kids ended up putting their wheels completely out of true – couldn't figure out how to true them themselves even with the spoke wrenches and had to bring them back to the bike store and pay 10 bucks to have the bike mechanic put their wheels back in true.
5: Well, that's a excellent analogy and it's probably right on target because that's pretty much what happened when this new wave of information, I mean, we did analysis that had never been done before and then the computer Revolution came in, and of course, as you know, I uh, did the first uh, artificially intelligent poker player and did a lot of research. And actually, my earliest research was on Hold'em and Heads Up Hold'em, No Limit, and speci- uh, specifically. But that, that all came into play. But all this information getting out there is just like you and the freely distributed bike wrenches. It's, uh, people
3: uh, did not absorb it. Right. Uh, We'll be right back with more House of Cards after a quick break. Make your game night the envy of all your friends and family. Play on a -a one-of-a-kind table. Play on a pro-caliber poker table. ProCaliber tables are made with the highest quality gaming suede on the market. And with their Table Builder app, customers can create a table to accommodate any game. Select one of the in-stock designs from their site or imprint your own. And now, you can get a free 600-count coin inlay chipset when you purchase a ProCaliber poker table. Here's how. Use offer code HOCRADIO, that's HOCRADIO, when you check out at ProCaliber.com or when ordering by phone at 24025-POKER, 24025-POKER. That's 240-257-6537. Pro-caliber poker Tables. Stop playing around and get that table you've been looking for.
2: This is House of Cards Radio with Ashley Adams.
1: The Ambassador of Poker.
2: Join us online at house of
3: Hi everyone, welcome back to House of Cards. I'm Ashley Adams, your host. Listeners, we're talking to Mike Caro, the mad genius of poker, who's written probably more words, more good words about poker than anyone else alive. Uh, Luke Krieger may have given you a run for his money, but unfortunately, he's passed away. Um, I'm wondering what happened in your own poker world when you went from being a kind of a mini celebrity in the rooms you played in to being somebody that now uh, everybody knew your name. Did it change at all how people faced you in the poker room?
5: Well, I tried to make that not happen, Ashley, because if you've read a lot of my psychological articles on poker, and most of my research has been done, of course, on tactics and strategy uh, in addition to tells, but one of the things that I try to do is uh, kindle a personality, an image at the table that made opponents want to call me to think that I'm you know very baffling and 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 that that they may want to call me whereas they would not call other people because they're always unsure my methods were unpredictable and this was kind of a, it became an art form it was a thing that about poker that turned me on more than any other aspect of the game and that was the interaction and Manipulating opponents, and I, I did that. And uh, I've written a lot about uh, clever ways of doing that, which other players have adapted or adopted. And um, that 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 becomes getting getting extra calls or convincing people that you have a hand when you don't have a hand. Doing that in correct strategic ways, and not just guesswork or not just whim, has become the foundation of my style of play. So I enjoy that, and so so for for that reason, uh, just having a name or a reputation did not damage me to the degree that it might happen to other people who are seen as superior players. I tried not to be seen as a superior player. I knew everybody would realize that I knew how to play correctly, but I wanted them to think that I mixed it up as well.
3: So you were you were using your image of being somewhat crazed and unpredictable to your advantage.
5: I I've wondered. Well, Doyle Brunson, Doyle Brunson, in his first book and his Super System, uh, put the label on me called Crazy Mike. He said they call him <laughs> Crazy Mike Carroll, and that was. Uh, But he just made that up, and I hated it from the get-go, because nobody had ever called me Crazy Mike. They called me weird things, and they thought my strategies were weird, but that was just a name that he attached to me. So that's how the Mad Genius came about. A few people, and I mean a few, had said there's the Mad Genius in a game I was playing. And so when I was... um, interviewed by a reporter. The reporter said, well, they call you Crazy Mike, right? And I said, no, they call me the Mad Genius. That got in print. And then other (laughs) publications started started copying that and saying the Mad Genius. And it's amazing. Once you get in print with a name, other publications pick it up and it just catches on like wildfire. It's all a scam. It's just a big hoax. So I actually (laughs) put that label on my... A couple people had said it, but I became the mad genius because I hated Crazy Mike.
3: Well, those of us that have read a lot of your stuff, and I have read a lot of your stuff, Mike, know that you are anything but mad or crazy um, and are definitely in the genius category. What, what I've wondered, and I, I think I may have even asked you this the last time we spoke on this show, which you may not remember, it was about four years ago, um, and I've I've often thought about it. The game, clearly your game initially that you were known for, at least and that you wrote the chapter of the book on, was draw. Draw went away, uh, at least from the casino games. Well,
5: yeah, it went away. Actually, I killed it. <laughs> right. I, I killed it because in California, which was where poker was legal, and uh, there there were statutes. That suggested that only draw poker was legal. And right. Not not, not horse stud horse poker, right. But I was the expert witness that argued that both stud and Hold'em were actually legal under the statute. We won that war and that
3: killed my game. Right, because the reason that that draw was played was not because it was superior. It was because it was the only one that was allowed. And so when they allowed in the other ones, nobody wanted to play draw anymore. I think I got that. Yeah,
5: about six sources said that I was the best draw poker in the world, or best draw poker player in the world. And then they retired the game in my honor is what I like to think.
3: Fair enough. Uh, So then you had to adapt and play even more limit hold'em and limit stud. And we know that you made that transition wonderfully, and you were a seventy-five, one hundred and fifty player uh, where you played. But here is Mike. Well, that was,
5: that was the smallest I played in those days. I actually, my average game was probably about two and four hundred. But I was jumping up from draw games where the the maximum limit by statute, by law in Gardena, California, a suburb of Los Angeles, was actually $20. No bet could be more than $20.
3: Right. So when the poker topography changed with Moneymaker and television and and No Limit becoming the king of the poker world, how did your game change? I know that you, had, you knew about No Limit, of course. Well, didn't it plan. didn't change.
5: That's the whole... Argument about new poker versus old poker. I was, some people have stated, I'm an architect of aggressive poker. Like uh, when Doyle Brunson's book first came out, prior to any of my books coming out, the uh, common theory was that you could beat games just by playing very tight, very conservatively. And that turned out to be true like, because most opponents have the fundamental flaw that they call too much. And you can beat that just by playing more selectively. But that kind of sit-and-wait poker (laughs) was a level or several levels below what was optimum for uh, making profit. And that was because you could take advantage by playing aggressively when you did have an edge, when you did go in with the better cards. And so I kind of was in the movement. I, I, I tagged the term power poker, and that, that was, that's what Doyle Brunson decided to use. That was my word. Mm-hmm. Um, however, uh, what happens now is this so-called new poker is way off base, and it's very, very easy to beat. It's because people are betting too often, going the extra bet, and trying basically focusing on winning pots and winning pots has nothing to do with winning at poker.
3: Right. You need to be winning money.
5: <laughs> you have to be winning money. And and there's such a thing in psychology called confirmation bias.
3: Terrific, yeah. Mike. It's I would love to have you back on soon. It's always enlightening talking to you and I appreciate you taking some time to join us.
5: Love the opportunity, Ashley. I'll talk to you soon.
3: Okay. Listeners, that's Mike Caro known as the Mad Genius of Poker, uh, poker's foremost authority. We're going to be back after a quick break.
2: Attention poker players!
3: Hi, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. I just wanted to let you know about a newspaper in the New England area. If you're looking for poker tournaments or the latest promotions at Foxwoods, Mohegan Sun, Twin River, or if you want to find out what's happening in Las Vegas, Atlantic City, or other casinos around the country, then I recommend you check out New England Gaming News for all the latest news, events, and hot casino action from around the region. You can do that in one of two ways. You can either pick up their free copies at gambling venues throughout New England, or you can visit them at www.thenegn.com and sign up for exclusive specials and promotions. That's www.thenegn.com. The New England Gaming News, New England's only resource for complete casino
1: So what are you waiting for? Call Homevestors today. 866 i want UG 866 i want UG.
2: Hey, this is Dave Weishadol from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of February 22, 2016. Well, it looks like New Jersey is getting another shot at sports betting. Last week, the state and the leagues argued their position in front of the Third Circuit U.S. Court of Appeals. The 12-judge court heard arguments on the limitations and constitutionality of the Professional and Amateur Sports Protection Act, which prohibits all but four states from sports betting. The court is expected to publish its decision within six months. A former NFL player has been charged in federal court with using hundreds of thousands of dollars from his charity to pay off his gambling debts. Reggie Rucker was charged with wire fraud and false statements to police about the use of the funds from his nonprofit, the Cleveland Peacemakers Alliance. Rucker spent 12 years in the NFL with the Giants, Browns, Cowboys, and the Patriots. And finally, Las Vegas casino owner Derek Stevens is looking to help Kanye West out. Last week, Kanye tweeted he was $53 million in debt, so Stevens tweeted an offer to help. Stevens, who owns the downtown Las Vegas Event Center, told Kanye he can put on a concert and keep all the ticket revenue, and Stevens would keep the proceeds from the bar. Hey, it sounds like a win-win situation to me. If any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation, send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio.
3: Want some more excitement in your life? Sign up at VirginCasino.com with promo code VIRGIN and you'll get up to $100 real cash back, plus for a limited time, $10 in free bonus money to play with. Enjoy slot and casino games like Wheel of Fortune, Cleopatra, Monopoly, Blackjack, and much more. Play on desktop or mobile device with our iOS and Android apps. Must be one-one or over and located in New Jersey. New pictures only. $10 minimum deposit and a waiter required to qualify for $100 real cash back. Bonus money must be played through one time before withdrawal. Rules and date supply. Gambling problem? Call one 800 Gimbler.
5: Wake up, poker fans!
2: You're listening to House of Cards.
3: Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. Uh, If any of you have ever been to the World Series of Poker in the last few years, you will notice that people from a website called Poker News are ubiquitous. They write the reports. They keep track of chips. They update people that are looking uh, online to see what's going on. But they also have a lot more to offer readers and people that log on, uh, Poker News does. And so we're going to talk to... One of their editors, he edits the strategy section. He's a guy that I just have had contact with lately. His name is Martin Harris. Martin, are you there? I'm here. So tell us about Poker News. What is it, and uh, what do they do?
0: Well, Poker News is one of those sites I think anybody in poker is probably at least somewhat familiar with, uh, has been around about a decade now, and you know this because you were – Uh, Like me, your association, I know that you uh, wrote for Poker News back in the early days um, a little bit. Um, That's right. The site, I guess it really sort of has made its name via the live tournament reporting. And especially at the WSOP, it started, it was 2007, actually was the first year that Poker News did live updates from the WSOP, and they did it for the next eight years. And this is actually the first year that they're not, doing the live updates, but they're still doing a lot of reporting uh, from the World Series, and of course, they do live reporting from uh, European Poker Tour and all over all the other tours, um, uh, all over the globe. While also doing a lot of uh, kind of editorial content, so a lot of uh, uh, reporting about poker news and other kinds of. Uh, they do a, a regular podcast, and, and there's a lot of uh, and videos and a lot of other uh, poker-related. Material on there, so and there's ten years worth of it. So there's a pretty, pretty big uh, archive worth of uh, uh, poker related content there.
3: Who runs and who owns Poker News?
0: It is, and uh, don't ask me to explain the whole uh, uh, hierarchy because I don't <laughs> know the whole thing, all all the details. But there's a company called Ibus Media uh, that uh, oversees. Uh, Poker News, and then also some other sites. And so it's part of that network. And of course, Tony G, who people uh, remember from uh, televised poker uh, many years ago, uh, as a a great character, he's the owner um, of Poker News. He's the one who, from the beginning, uh, kind of put the whole thing in motion. And he's still part of the the story. And so uh, there's, I guess, he's in Lithuania, and then there's people basically all over the world who are part of Poker
3: News. But. So where is your headquarters? Do you have a headquarters?
0: Um, I guess it would be in uh, most of the guys. Like I communicate with people in Lithuania, uh, people who help, uh, you know, with the technical side of the site. And and actually all of the other sites, one of the things, I don't know, if everybody realizes, but there's PokerNews.com, which is the main site. Um, that most people are familiar with, but there's, I think there's around 25 or 30 um, country sites.
3: I remember when Poker News was starting out, and uh, the big internet poker site was Poker Pages, and then Mm -hmm. I remember I started writing for Poker News, and they, I I said, well, are you as big as Poker Pages? And they said, are you kidding? Our (laughs) hit rate is about, 30 times what theirs is because we are in, we have all these foreign language sites that just translate sure. stuff into Polish and German and Russian and French and Italian and Serbo Croatian. I said, Really? And then now you have blanketed the world.
0: Yeah. And it's. Uh, I think that was actually really prescient you know, of the people who started things back then uh, with Poker News. That, that was a really smart move. And it helped establish the name. Um, and, and also get, uh, all kinds of, um, uh, you know, they, they, because poker is a global game. It's, you know, not just English speakers who play and it. It's, um, and of course it's very popular all over the world. And so that all having all, having that foothold everywhere and they, those sites, basically a lot of them, uh, came around early on. So they, they've got a history too. They've been around nearly a decade for a lot of those, you know, those country sites.
3: Right. That's right. Now, what kind of strategy stuff do you have? Do you have strategy videos?
0: Well, it's it's kind of interesting. The strategy section um, we do have we do have strategy, strategy videos, uh, which we'll incorporate into the strategy section occasionally. Um, if you go to the main to the site, there's a videos tab, and then you can look in the videos uh, at, and just look up strategy, and you can find mostly interviews with players at tournaments, um, is what, uh, you'll find in that, in that section. Um, so what do so, you have,
3: what do you have for writing? What kind of strategy articles do you have?
0: Yeah. So mainly the strategy section, if you go to that site, that's what you'll find are articles. Um, and so we we'll, what I've tried to do, I'm, Edit, I'm the editor of that section of the site, and I also contribute in other ways to the site. But um, what I try to do is incorporate kind of a variety of voices uh, there. And so we have kind of some, there's, uh, some pros who write occasionally, uh, a lot of sort of poker authors, people like yourself who've you know, had experience publishing books about poker and, and writing about strategy for a long time, um, more uh, kind of part-time players, recreational players, Um, and also, uh, we have the staff members of Poker News, the guys who are, who are doing the live reporting at tournaments. They will also contribute to that section sometimes. Um, and so it's been kind of fun for me as, as an editor, like I say, to try to incorporate a variety of, of different kinds of content, different kinds of articles, um, and not just kind of the same old, you know, like how to play, uh, Ace King, you know, these sort of, uh, the you know the, the strategy articles that kind of go over the, the same material that we've read many many times over the years, right? Um, but trying to trying to give kind of different voices and different angles, um, it's a challenge because you know there are certain you know things when it comes to writing about strategy, the game changes all the time, um, but there's a lot of kind of uh, sort of important fundamentals that that um, remain. Uh, fairly constant, uh, and so it's it is a challenge sometimes not to you know just uh, uh, repeat ourselves and you know publish the same kinds of articles over and over. But
3: um, right. it's fun. Well, I can just say to our listeners that, um, and I forget exactly how you and I connected. I think I met somebody that worked for Poker News, and they put me in touch with you. But the column that I'm writing now is on home games. So- <laughs> Uh, is on home games, which you don't really see much on any other strategy site, right? I think it may be unique to Poker News.
0: Yeah, you're right, and that's a great example, actually. Of um, I have, you know, we have people who are writing about, I have uh, a fellow who's doing a column about casino poker for beginners, where he's kind of introducing, uh, you know, going into a live casino and playing. And then I have... Um, other kinds of, uh, you know, uh, little little categories within the poker world. And you're right, this one uh, about home poker games is not one that we've had, I think maybe since I've come on, I started doing uh, the strategy stuff, it's been about a year and a half now, um, and we maybe had a couple of articles that touched on home game issues or maybe we've told stories from home games or something. But right. nothing uh, like you're doing where you're kind of introducing uh, how to get a home game together, and then you're getting into a uh, strategy to to think about when you sit down at home games. And so yeah, right. that's a great example. And I think it's nice too. I sort of feel like for readers, you know, to find you know instead of another uh, you know maybe an interview with a pro or you know the kind of familiar things to to have that kind of variety uh, in that section. I really I really as an editor, I really like being able to do that. so um, I'm glad that you're
3: contributing i got a couple of questions to ask you before we're out of time. First of all, it used to be that Poker News, at least from the way I understood it, made their money by having links to online poker sites so that players would click through and the online poker site, which was always eager for new players and new accounts, would give money to Poker News for forwarding them players. In the U.S. now, we don't have so many players online for a lot of reasons unfortunately and i'm wondering if that's still the model that you follow or if you now have other revenue streams that help contribute to your success
0: i do think and this is a little out of my area but i do think that there are other sort of uh, other kinds of advertising have become more prominent uh, especially for the main site and you know which for the com site, uh, the U.S. is kind of a primary uh, target of that site, um, and so they still do uh, have lots of uh, affiliate arrangements and work with lots of online poker uh, sites. But for us, on the main site, you're right; it's kind of less of a of a priority. For all those country sites that we we're mentioning before, it's it's more so, right? that they would have, make sense. you know.
3: And then my and second question, goal. we only have about a minute left. I'm sorry to cut you off on that, but I wanted to get to who some of your contributors are. Any people that we might know that our listeners might say, oh, I'd love to read stuff by that guy. Well,
0: we have, um, I, there's uh, some people like Tommy Angelo is a pretty yes. well-respected uh, poker author. He's written a couple of terrific books. He's a poker coach. Uh, he contributes. Um, and we have some pros uh, and, and players who play uh, uh, on, a, on a full-time basis, people like Andrew Brokos um, and Nate Mavis, actually. Both of them are uh, contributors. They contribute pretty regularly. They do the Thinking Poker podcast, and some mm-hmm. of your listeners might be familiar mm-hmm. with that one. It's a great uh, podcast where they talk, they talk a lot of strategy and they talk a lot of other things to do with poker. Um, other people, Dr. Trisha Cardner. Who oh, had a I know
3: Trisha Cardner.
0: For, yeah, she's uh, she's actually given us, I really enjoyed having her contribute. Um, she wrote a, a, help with Jonathan Little, wrote a book of, called Positive Poker last year. Mm-hmm. And, and she's writing about the psychology of the
3: game and kind of message. yeah, she's a licensed sense. psychologist and author of a couple of books very strong writer martin yeah. we're going to have to go but i'm eager and if we had more time i'd want to talk to you about what you think the next couple of three years holds for both the world of poker and poker news but we'll have you come back on and we'll talk about that another time yeah that'll be great okay martin thank you for joining us it was martin harris who is an editor with Poker News specializing in strategy. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with more House of Cards.
2: You want some more excitement in your life? Sign up at TropicanaCasino.com with promo code RADIO and you'll get up to $100 real cash back. Plus, for a limited time, $10 in free bonus money to play with. Enjoy slot and casino games like Wheel of Fortune, Cleopatra, Monopoly, Blackjack, and much more. Play on desktop or mobile device with our iOS and Android apps. Must be 21 and over and located in New Jersey. New patrons only. $10 minimum deposit and wager required to qualify for $100 real cash back. Bonus money must be played through one time before withdrawal. Rules and dates apply. You're listening to the House
5: of Cards. You lose track of time in those casinos. There's no windows. There's no clocks. And you never walk away from the table when you're on a heater.
3: Welcome back, everyone. It's Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. Um, This is my favorite segment, the mailbag segment, when I'm joined in studio by my handsome producer, Dave Weishaddle. Dave,
2: what do we have this week? Well, we have Mark from Sparks, Nevada, where you just told me it's north of Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. Far north. Far north, Okay. And remember, if you have a question for our mailbag, you can email us at info at com, or leave a message or a text on the House of Cards hotline at 609-474-HOCR. And if we choose your question to answer on the air, you will receive a party poker baseball hat. And Mark writes, Lately, I've had some really bad luck at the poker table. I asked my friends for advice, and some suggested I move to a 1-2 game instead of my 2-5 game. I'm not sure if this will work. Any advice you guys would have would be greatly appreciated.
3: Okay. That's a standard question, a good question, uh, one with a fairly simple and straightforward answer. If he's losing at 2-5, he should move down to 1-2 two for two reasons. Okay. Maybe three. First of all, he should move down because it's less expensive yeah, to right. play 1-2, and if he's losing, he will lose more slowly while he figures out what the hell is wrong with his game. Okay, uh, At 2-5, it's going to be expensive. The other reason is a bank – what I consider a bankroll management issue, and it's presumptuous on my part because maybe he has more money than God and the 2-5 hit that he's taking doesn't hurt his ability to
2: play long term. Well, the fact that he's asking the question probably <laughs> means well, right. maybe it's taking a dent out of his pocket. Most players do not have unlimited – or. Uh,
3: they have greatly limited bankrolls, and in that case, it certainly makes sense to move down because the quality of opposition, for the most part, is easier to beat in a 1-2 game than a 2-5 game. However, there is a caveat. If he is losing at 2-5 because of things that he is not doing unique to the 2-5 game, let's say, for example, there is a few players in the 2-5 game that play in a manner in which he is not accustomed and he is not adapted correctly. Let's say for example, that he can beat one-two because he's the most aggressive player at the table or because he's able to read them or they play very straightforward ABC poker. He moves up to 2-5, and now he's surrounded by three or four guys who are very aggressive, who like to three-bet preflop, who are betting on the come, who are taking advantage of what they perceive as his willingness to fold after opening a bet preflop. He won't learn the skills for dealing with those guys in the one-two you know, fish tank Mm -hmm. because he doesn't have those challenges. He may be able to replenish his bankroll. He may be able to rebuild his confidence. But if the things that he's getting beaten in are things that really don't surface in the one-two game, then stepping down may not be the way to deal with the problem. He may be better off staying at Mm one-two, but – Ultimately, he's got to face his demons if he wants to advance in the 2-5 game. And his demons may be not figuring out how to play against hyper-aggressive players. So I can't say with certainty that stepping down is going to solve
2: his 2-5 problem, but maybe it will at least solve his bankroll depleting problem. Well, Well, let me ask you, I, I noticed he's in Nevada, which has online poker. And there Correct. you can play micro stakes. That's true. Which is when you go one, two, they, they mean one, two cent or two, four cent. I swear to God. Yeah, right. Boy, it's the $5 uh, game, yeah, I which mean, is a max buy-in of five I mean, five you're not going to make a lot of money there, but you're not going to lose a lot. And maybe you're working out. It, can you work out? some things at a micro stakes or does that even translate into the that's a very good question
3: the answer is i don't know the answer and i don't want to pretend that i do because i am not experienced certainly not experienced anymore playing online at all but certain but never was experienced in the micro stakes games
2: so i don't know let let me tell you one two cent game you can take two dollars to the table
4: (laughs) right so So i don't know if people play
3: that game as if they're playing a free game Mm -hmm. which is they just throw caution to the wind and they play absurdly, yeah. or if it's really a just a scaled, much scaled-down version of bigger stakes games where people take the stakes seriously. So I'm not sure mm-hmm. that figuring out how to play against the two-cent, four-cent player will be useful, just as I'm not really yeah. sure that by going back down to one-two and working on his fundamentals, that's what's yeah. keeping him from succeeding at 2-5. You know, there are some 2-5 games that play so different from the next table over at 1-2 that rehashing the skills that you need to beat 1-2 won't really serve you. In fact, they may hinder your development at a 2-5 game or a 5-10 game or whatever. Um, My recommendation to somebody who has thought about all the stuff that I'm saying – would be to first check out some of the video sites. There are some very good ones. I'm not going to recommend any because some of them advertise, some of them come on as guests and I don't know, you know, how to evaluate which is good. But there are some good video sites and there are some good coaches that will coach online that will watch his play maybe online and actually track along and say, you know, you should have three bet here. Or you were too shallow in your stack to make that raise because then the turn bet, you're not going to have a large enough bet to knock him off of his draw or whatever. They may notice some things. So that would be my answer to that question. Good, well, enough. Fair enough, thorough enough. Okay, listeners, we're going to be back next week. In the meantime, good day and good luck.